It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four. I'm with pay-per-view and special in between. And we are fast approaching Guilty as Charged 1999. And this week we look at the final three episodes before the show. So that's 296, 297 and 298. We start off in 98, end up in 99. You got myself, Paul. I'm joined, as always, by Jay. Boys, happening, Jay. I'm I'm doing all right, and if doing all right's a crime, then I guess I'm still doing all right, probably. <laughs> to be honest, um, well, we got loads happens. This is a crazy. I mean, I know we're doing three, but one of them's kind of like basically like promos leading into the the pay per view. But these two weeks are crazy, especially that first week. Jesus Christ! I have questions. I have comments. I have, I have, just yeah. I don't understand. But somehow we will dissect and see if we can make sense of everything that's going on. Um, yeah, we've been somewhat critical about the leading shows before their pay per view, so it'll be interesting to see how we sort of take these and see if they've done improvements. <laughs> Yes, um, yes, yes. And of course, at the end of the show, everyone's favourite bit, we get Jay's match of the week. So watch Spoilers, out Spoilers, there's, there's a few contenders this week. Loads. Um, yeah, so we kick off episode 296, which is the 25th of December, 1998. <laughs> Don't feel that can be right. I feel like showing Christmas Day. Maybe it was. Um <laughs> Ah, dates. Happy Christmas, you dirty animal. So basically, Joe Styles in the ring. Uh, Ted sort of comes straight out, cuts a quick promo, said number three, um, Sabu number three, receipt number three tonight, and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, and he, he, you know, he knows the hook because Sabu might have been running scared, but if you put something as prestigious as the FTW Championship on the line, then you know they're going to come calling. And I sort of like the whole, I like Taz's music here, come straight out, basically says his piece, like tonight it happens, mic drop, bang, walks out. I like it. It's not, it's not, we've said before about promos going on too long. I felt this was perfect for the message. There's no rambles, just straight in. This is my magic, like message, Sabu, you're fucked. See you later on. So, yeah. So much so that they didn't actually get his uh, dubbed theme on in the, the, the aftermath. This is true. It's true. The Got themes in this are like um, really weird because some of them they use the proper ECW future themes, like for wrestlers they haven't got yet. Which I'm guessing Harry Slash did a lot of them. So I don't really know how it all like works out, but. Because Mike Awesome's using a theme that he's not using yet. Um, Tajiri's using a theme that he's not using yet. Because Tajiri would be using Smack My Bitch Up at this point. So, yes, it's very it's very interesting. They're using their proper ECW feel for themes, but not at this sort of stage. But yeah. it's just the network, I guess. We're lucky to have it. Um, just Incredible is on his way to the ring. Um, Jassy argues with a fan. Uh, the fans, Jazz, 
You know, it's hard to play Spoilers. dumb. I know, it's hard to play dumb, though, isn't it? Who is this woman? Um, yeah, but Jazzy's there arguing with Chastity. They have a little spat. Um, before the match starts, Jazz somehow gets, I'd say, helped in the ring. She sort of climbs and glides in. Yep. Um, just incredible kind of pretends to lazily break them up. But in the end, turns on Chastity, allows Jazz to start to kill her. Yeah, so the, the the bit you missed on this is is Chastity's face turn continued by um, taking off the baggy shirt and showing that she's got a body underneath it. Yeah, which which infuriated, absolutely infuriated, um, Jason and uh, and Just Incredible. So much so. That, um, yeah, he allowed Jess to beat her up. Tommy Dreamer ran out for the save. And um, this led to Terry Funk coming out. Yeah. I love Terry Funk. We all love Terry Funk. It's hard to sometimes understand Terry Funk promos. I don't... They're, they're doing the whole kind of, you know, crazy Terry Funk gimmick. And the problem is that crazy Terry Funk yeah, goes... He he swings, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean he's um, oh, he's kind of just um, it's just I don't know. He's, I don't know if he's calling him a, a chicken dick or a chicken shit. All of it. It's just it's just so hard to work out what he was saying. Um, I mean, the way he's got to be careful around roadkill. Yeah, it's true. Chickens. Uh, I think. Jazz low blows dreamer, is it? Yep. It leads to um well no, so basically no. First of all, just incredible standing behind Funk, isn't it? Shouting, yep. glowing, saying, If you want to get to me, you have to get through Funk. And Dreamer's doing his usual like oh. sort of thing that he does, like he's been put in this crazy predicament. So sort of that happens. And um yeah, it all just all just leads in basically low blow. Funk announces that Justin Credible is his new protege. Obviously. Obviously. And um yeah. It's just great. Um and all of this is building to a stairway to hell match at Guilty as Charged. Um I mean Justin Credible continues just to kind of be brilliant. The the the, the cane shot to chastity yeah. is Ridiculous. Um, to the point where Jazz is laying in the check cane shots afterwards. Not any of them are as just brutal as the one that that Just Incredible laid in. Um, just just the most ridiculous shot. What? Um, I was going to say, yeah, I, I mean, feel... you know, sorry, go on. Okay. I was just going to say, with angles like this. I feel where Justin Credible's got it so right is with everything you, you have a choice where either you can be like, oh, I'm a heel, but sort of protect, or you sort of got to say, look, I'm sorry, I've got to fucking kill you. You know, I love you, but I've got to kick the shit out of you to get this over. And he was all in with it. And I think obviously she was as well. And um, yeah, it's believable as hell again amazingly come across as the biggest arsehole in the room. Yeah, and he does chicken shit hill really, really well. I mean, as much as he's 
you know, a little bit cool heel. He does chicken shit heel really well. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's that kind of like, you know, line of, um, uh, you know, just everyone's expendable. Everyone is just part of his circle, his entourage, and every single one of them is expendable. Um, and that's beautiful because it just kind of sets up and, and shows you where you are and, and, and where you'll fit into his, his world. Um, and I think that's great. And, and that's, that's the bit for me that, that kind of, you know, just keeps him so hot because, you know, people do want to see him get his comeuppance because, you know, he's all done it on his own apart from the, the 20 people that got involved and all of your old school heel, you know, just surrounded by heaters, surrounded by people to bump for him and all the rest of it. Yeah, just just absolutely great. Um, and Chastity, you know, she's she's done her fair share of of you know bumps in in ECW um, from Dreamer and Sandman and everyone else. Um, but yeah, she she went out on a high with this one, didn't she? Yeah. No. Um... Definitely. I mean, we've discussed it before. She's she's WCW bound. I'm guessing she's WCW gone, unless she turned up at the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, you could see her kind of coming out and being in Dreamers Corner. Dreamers Corner. Yeah, I mean, apart from that, I I can't. Yeah, I mean, she's um, yeah, she's off to be with with Hack. So yep. for a minute and a half. For a minute and a half before I mean, until someone googles her. <laughs> It's true. Um, it's crazy. I mean, we were discussing off air. It's crazy to think by the end of the year, like Raven's back, and I'm not sure if Sandman's back in '99. I think he must be, but yeah, it's um, yeah, I think he is. A big year that we're sort of going to get into in a minute. Um, it does feel like um, you know, '93, '94, '95, '96, '97 have taken an age. It feels like '98. We've just kind of blinked and gone straight through. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Because all like systems go really like we've you know gone through the whole of the triple threat and all other bits and um, yeah that's no, good. So yeah, so Funk's basically with just incredible now. Um, next up, we get the debut of Tajiri versus Del Norte. Del Norte. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, uh, Joey Styles getting his name wrong. Continually, what Tajiri? Yeah, Yoshihiri. It's, Yoshihiri Tajiri. It's, it's kind of weird because obviously, like I think Tajiri previous to this was in WWE for the like, heavyweight tournament, mm. or sort of around the time. But um, obviously, it's a different looking Tajiri to what he becomes. But um, yeah, great debut match. The crowd was like so pumped for this. Do you know what? I mean, it did make me realise um, how much I've missed this kind of match. And RVD and, you know, we've, we've seen some do bits of this, but that more kind of Lucha Libre style, uh, Mexican and Japanese style technical compared to the American style technical that, that um, uh, you know, Lance Storm we've been seeing doing and things like that. Um, you know, it did take me back to the Eddie and Dean style matches um, that are a long time ago now. Um, a long time ago. And it really was a good, solid match. Um, 
really kind of built, really, you know, technically brilliant. Uh, again, with the issues with like, you know, agents and whatever else and, you know, recordings on different nights possibly and all the rest of it. Um, I think they should have had a different finish. Well, in this one? In one of them. Okay. So, you know, if you know, spoilers, that Taz is going to finish with a dragon suplex. Agreed, yeah. Then you can't finish with a dragon suplex, especially if Taz's dragon suplex is going to break his neck. Yeah, especially in the same night, and they could at least flip it. Yeah, no, it's true. He could have gone for the brain buster or something, both. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing, you know, it didn't need to be um, that one for them. But, you know, just out of nowhere, you had kind of like two dragon suplexes finishing, one of which pinned and the other one broke. And it was just kind of one of those like... "Mm." Yeah, no, like I said, yeah, I didn't really think about it like that. But yeah, no, it makes sense. Dragon Suplex is a bit bit wild as a finisher. <clears throat> uh, just also a bit random in the sense of, you know, when was the last time we saw a Dragon Suplex on ECW? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Mm, when was the last time we saw it as a finisher? Don't know if I could ever save a match that finished with a Dragon Suplex. Um, and here we are with two, where it's the finish. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, yeah, no. It's definitely weird. Like I, said, I didn't, I didn't click. You know, mate. Yeah, it's strange to sort of do that. It should at least change it and just rotate the matches or whatever. Because it would have like, it's it not like taped in the same loop. It's not like it's not like it's it's Tajiri's big spot. You know, Brainbusters his. Yeah, and we see that in the next week. So, you know, why not finish with a Brainbuster? Weird. But um, overall, I think solid debut and um, absolutely, absolutely buzzing that the jury's here and buzzing that he's um, going to be facing super crazy at the pay per view. Buzzing like a buzz saw. Buzz, <laughs> buzz saw. This is true. Um, that happens. Quick promo from RVD saying he'll be in action soon. This just basically highlights how much of a sell RVD is for ECW at the moment. Yes. The fact that he's basically saying, I'm up next, folks. So we Don't get that. Don't you damn miss it. Uh, next, we get a very strange promo. Robert Gibson's out the back, starts to talk, <laughs> is interrupted by Danny Doyle in a roadkill. Uh, he interrupts him, <sighs> says that Gibson is his dad because uh, the Rock and Roll Express double teamed his mum, in quotations. And um, yeah. I'll be, be interesting to see where this goes. If it goes anywhere, if it's just I don't know off. if it goes anywhere at all. Um, yeah, so I mean, basically, they, 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 yeah, had fun with his mum, and therefore uh, he always, he never knew which one. But bearing in mind, Robert Gibson is the brunette, uh, and he's got black hair. Uh, that must mean, um, sure, yep. Uh, yep, sure. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's all yep. all typical sort of bizarre, but it was it was, it was a funny enough segment. I mean, he, he got Gibson sank to do so another one that popped up at ECW didn't know was there for whatever reason it happened. Um, next <laughs> up, we have Balls Mahoney versus RVD. Uh, we said a few weeks ago that Balls Mahoney obviously loves his chair shots, but as a wrestler, he's actually a really solid wrestler. And um, I think this match kind of helps highlight it a bit. 
I mean, th- these, absolutely. These two have always had amazing chemistry for whenever you sort of see them in TV title matches. Yeah. And um, I don't know, because it's weird, because obviously RVD has a lot of opponents, but the, the, I always found there was a slight level of sort of believability, especially later on, that Balls is only sort of one chair shot away from winning. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know whether it is kind of this, you know, belief of, you know, bearing in mind the chair shots don't kind of affect him with the Van Daminator affect him kind of thing. Um, but it is, it, it, they, they just have great chemistry. They just absolutely have. And not potentially people you'd, you'd think him to have a great chemistry with, you know, you think about Jerry Lynn and a few others, but um, yeah, he just, he, they, they click really, really well. Right, like you said, like you list names, you'd be like Scorpio, oh yeah, Jerry Lynn, oh yeah, Lance Storm, oh yeah, do you know what I mean? But then sort of balls by only you wouldn't necessarily think, but yeah, um, yeah, good match. I mean, obviously, it's no surprise that RVD wins, you know, he's the champion for a long time, it's well documented, so he does pick up the win here again, but some great sort of Van Daminators and a few other spots in this one. And um, selling as well, you know, so um, Balls Mahoney does a super kick into a chair, into Van Dam, and, and you know, RVD sells it like an absolute champ. Um, my favourite bit of this match, however, is at the very, very beginning, which is Balls Mahoney doesn't give a fuck, just singing along, singing his heart out to RVD's theme. Oh, I um, thought that. Going I, I, just, I just loved that he was so into it. I massively thought the same thing, and I thought it was so cool that um, he's just so into this song. It's, it's sort of, it's that thing where if you're in the arena or watching it live and loud, you totally sort of vibe off that and sort of get into yeah. it. The fact that he's getting into it, it's, it created the atmosphere. You look for a snippet of the atmosphere, and I felt like that is a good, obviously with the real version on the network, but that's a good snippet to show someone of sort of what the atmosphere is like. Everyone sort of singing. Even with the dubbing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even with the 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 the, the network dubbing, you can you get it, um, and it reminds me of uh, a little bit of our progress days, um, and Rampage Brown, yeah, uh, and his theme, and you know, I can't tell you any of the lyrics apart from "I will, I will be heard," because <laughs> uh, that's the bit that we all screamed incredibly loudly. Um, so yeah, it, it's just one of them, isn't it? No, it's it's, um, yeah, it's great. It's sad to it all. So RVD picks up the win, moves on. Um, next up, we got Taz versus Sabu. Um, just, I mean, these two like always have great matches, but always and this one was great. Always seem to be different matches, though. They're not like a lot of people that have good matches, but you watch it every time and it almost feel like the same match. But this one, yeah. it, it felt like a different match again. Um, and, and and kudos to both of them because obviously everything we've had in the build up here is you've got Taz trying to break Sabu's necks with a suplex so you've got Taz kind of suplexing him so it looks like he breaks his neck but without really breaking his neck and then you've got Sabu allowing himself to be vulnerable to sort of be in a situation where he could break his neck Obviously, he's not broken. Do you know what I mean? It's a really kind of... Yeah. How are we going to do? Oh, I'm going to suplex you and break your neck, but we've got to make it look like legit. Do you know what I mean? It's quite a, a trust either way kind of thing. 
Yeah, when you really yeah. sort of think about it, like, oh, what am I doing? I'm gonna drive a suplex you through the table and and break your neck. Okay, that sounds cool. So, um, but yeah, any any standout moments from this match, or just in general, just? Uh, I mean, it's it is a really good match. Um, one of my favourite bits is just this absolute kind of don't give a fuck. And again, you know that that thing about you know the trust level. Um, it, Taz is kind of down, smashed through a table, um, facing the turnbuckle, and Sabu just kind of runs in and smashes, you know, into the back of his head and, and you know, kind of almost like cannonball style. Uh, and it, it was just like snug. It was that kind of like, you know, just don't give a fuck kind of thing. Um, and, and yeah, they just they just went for it. They they I I loved ninety nine point nine percent of this match. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like I said, it's um, uh, yeah, it was a great match. I, like I said, I, I love Taz, and this is fast becoming the Taz that I remember. That I was just like, this guy's so fucking cool. You know, he's he's that sort of Taz now. Um, the end is like you said before. He does hit the dragon suplex, Sabu through the sort of table, looking like he might have broken his neck. He then sort of stands up, Shane Douglas is shouting, Bill Alfonso shouting. He flips everyone off, pulls Sabu on top of him. Fonzie that... throws in the towel. Yep. Um, Taz catches it and throws it back out. Yep. There's so many good moments to this. Um, drags Sabu on top of him, shouts at the ref to count, the ref counts. Sabu beats Taz and becomes the new FTW champion. And uh, yeah, Taz basically just leaves the ring. Um, head straight to his car. He's being chased down out the back. And um, he basically said he picks his spots. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought, I thought the end to this show was great, really. I, I, I don't understand, and we'll get into it in a minute, um, why... Has laid down for Sabu. See, I don't, I, I don't know. I felt like there had to be something to do with him losing the FTW belt. Yeah, except it's never, or at least so far. Well, no, it hasn't. I mean, unless there's something they talk about on the actual pay per view card. Um, why? There's well, yeah. never been a point where it's like, you know, for all the time that you've got that that piece of shit pretender belt, you're not having mine. There's not anything about, um, you know, well, you know, Sabu's had his world title shot and he won. And therefore, you know, he's, he is the champion and that frees up the, you know, there's, there's nothing. It's just that he, he wanted to piss everyone off by giving Sabu the win because he'd already killed him. It doesn't matter. And in, as such, threw the belt away. Yeah, and in, in like you're saying, it should really help cement Sabu further as the number one contender because he took out, say, the number like two contender, I guess. So yeah. moving further away, if there was any doubt. But um, yeah, Sabu's out. Um. Obviously, I know what happens in the future, and I'm, I'm, yeah. Let's just say I assumed he was out for longer. 
But, um, because he's he's you know broken his neck and various other things. Well, yeah, because basically the way they've, they've done it all, they're acting like he he couldn't possibly attend the pay per view. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, it seems very start stoppy. Like they're sort of changing the the main event like about two weeks before. Um, TV title match just gets changed for whatever reason. So, I mean, we'll talk about it here because I know we go into the next show, but we were saying about, you were saying at the beginning of the show about us being um, fairly critical of of um, uh, of, of their go-home shows, of their builds to pay-per-views. They've always felt as if they've gone on too long. They've done silly things at the, the go-home show where they've suddenly done a, a title change or something like Sabu winning the ECW championship, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this one felt really weird in the sense of they just felt as if they, none of this mattered because it all got reset the night of the pay-per-view anyway. So your build has been Sabu versus Shane Douglas, Sabu versus Shane Douglas, Sabu's the number one contender, Sabu versus Shane Douglas. Um, and the story has always been about, you know, if, if, you know, Taz, if you take him out, um, Sabu versus Shane Douglas isn't happening and wasn't going to happen, which is which is fine because you know that's one match. But Masato Tanaka versus RVD, and I don't know whether that's something to do with with work permits or whatever, but that doesn't happen. And it's kind of like none of the matches you've been building happen. So this three way that they were building between RVD, uh, between Lance Storm, Mikey, um, and, Lynn. Mikey and, and Jerry Lynn, isn't happening. Um, and and Lance Storm talks about that and in. in in a minute so it's just this weird kind of you know we've we've got to this point where actually none of that's mattered because all of it's just kind of gone oh no we're not doing that yeah no it's all um it's so strange and you always sort of feel like it has to affect pay-per-view buyers because there's not this mass internet sort of Twitter thing where everything's announced and retweeted on your timeline. There would have been people, unless they were hardcore fans, that probably would have got into this pay-per-view thinking it's Sabu, surely. I mean, I, I guess there's there's an element of the, they don't have um, a huge amount of buys. Um, but it is that point of um, uh card subjects change i guess and i suppose if you are a diehard ecw fan at the time then what you love is the the absolute spontaneity and and chaos of you know it could be anything um so yeah it's it's a weird one because it it, I, i i don't think it's respectfully i don't think it's big enough for it to make a difference it's not like you go in, and we've seen it, but it's not like you go into a WWE pay-per-view and they've changed half a dozen of the the matches. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It's just... Um, weird. No, massively weird. It's just um, sort of so confusing the way they sort of um, sort of get it done, as it were. But, um, yes, that's the end of that show. <laughs> Simply, these... These are a good sort of bomb of obviously Sabu becoming the new FTW champion. We go into the 3rd of January 1999, episode 297. 
Uh, basically shows Funk coming out during Tommy Dreamer and Just Incredible match. Cuts a promo. Um, not really sure what Funk's saying. Again, he's basically just saying that Dream hit me, hit me, hit me. Yeah, Dream is a disrespectful bastard, really. So it seems to be the aim of it. So that, that's going on, uh, which Shane, we all already know and agree with. This is true. And probably still his headband. Um, Shane Douglas is war. in the ring with Francine. Uh, talks about Sabu not making it, hiring Taz. Um, Taz comes out to give him whatever stuff he wanted. He used the word stuff. Um, so he says that he can have anything, name his price. Taz basically says he doesn't want money. He doesn't want Francine. He doesn't want the triple threat that's dead. Um, he wants that belt as guilty as charged. He's fired up. Douglas is shocked. I don't know why Douglas is so fucking shocked. Yeah, so um, uh, Francine looks incredible in this. Um, you know, she is at her most wonderful, sassy best at it, and you know, uh, just just everything. Um, Taz is is cool about you know certain things, like you know, for instance, I don't want the triple threat because the triple threat's dead. Um, it's very accurate. Uh, and we, we get a little bit about that on the next show. Um, but, yeah, to your point, I mean, we've got, we've got a franchise here who's meant to be, you know, the, 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 the impact player, as we hear a million times over this show and next. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, you know, he's meant to be the, the one who's a step ahead of everyone. You know, he's the cerebral assassin before the cerebral assassin, basically. He's the one playing the mind games. He's the one. Uh, and that's great, apart from how on earth did you not see this coming? Because everyone yeah. else knew what this was going to be. Everyone else knew that, you know, the, the deal was if you take him out, you can have his spot. Well, that's the way I always um, believed it would be. He's taken your spot. It should have been yours. Correct it. It's just like, oh, it's just so weird, isn't it? It is. It's a little bit strange. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit up in the air with it. I don't quite get why it was such a surprise that Taz wanted the championship, bearing in mind that Taz, for the longest time, has told us that he wants Shane Douglas in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was, that was my kind of bump into, I I mean, the rest of it is great. You know, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, that's all good. You know, can't think of a better place to do it than Brooklyn and blah, blah, blah. Yep. That's all good. Um, Possibly telegraphs a little bit more than even needed of like, what's going to happen. Bearing in mind, He's the ch- chasing baby face um, in his home ground, his home turf, but still. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't get the shock. It took me out of it slightly. Well, yeah, because, like you said, it's it sort of, it had to be obvious. Like I said, there's, there's nothing else to really pick. So, but yeah, we get the match. We finally get the match. It's happening. In just two weeks' time, so it is the biggest title match they can do at the time. So it makes sense. Whether they were initially going to put it off, 
but they thought they've got to pull the trigger because they run the risk of it dying a death. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there is a chance that could be the case. They might have been trying to hold it off to, I don't know, what they might have viewed as a bigger show. But um, I mean, I'm not sure whether they thought that franchise might be getting injured again soon. Or leaving. Uh, I, mean, I mean, his arm's still not right. And it's not long uh, yeah. leaving. He's gone after living dangerously, which is the one afterwards, isn't it? Um, and I am still of the opinion um, that this should have been WrestlePalooza. This should have been, was that May last year? Yeah, this should have been instead of Al Snow. I mean, it, it was there, wasn't it? It was there. Yeah. I mean, they were even looking past Al Snow talking about this feud. And he obviously got pushed back to Bigelow, pushed back to Bigelow. But um, yeah, we're getting it. Um, next up to Jury versus Boy Pablo is back again. Um, yeah. Again, decent match. Not a massive fan of Pablo. Uh, brain buster for the free. The extreme rookie. Yeah, still. Yeah, brain buster for the free. So Jerry goes on to look strong. Um, next up, we have Super Crazy versus Del Norte again. This match is joined in progress and clipped. Uh, for someone like Crazy, clipping their matches only just highlights them even more as just a great superstar. Absolutely. So yeah. he looked a million bucks as well. It's announced that Jerry and Super Crazy going to fight at Guilty of Charge. It's been a minute, so I'm absolutely buzzing to see that match again. 100%. And it's yeah. the first time of many, but um, they're like RVD lean. You're just not disappointed. So excited to see that. Um, next up, we get another ECW TV title match RVD versus Skull Von Crush, better known as Big Vito. <laughs> Soon to be known as Big Vito. Yeah. Um, uh, Friends of the show. Yeah. We've um, this a few times, so I count that. I definitely do um uh, yeah i mean you know fair enough match um it <sighs> probably better than you would imagine it to be but not much yeah like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I just find um i can't remember who the other guy was a couple of weeks ago but i always feel bad for the people when they're debuting against rvd it feels like you're going to have a great match, but you're also set up to be completely overshadowed. It's kind of this rough. And also, good luck at getting your second match or your third match to be anywhere near as good as your first. Yeah, so it's kind of like, um, it's good that he's involved. Um, it's a good match against RVD. But um, yeah, it's kind of kind of a great debut, but a shitty debut all at the same time. Because of obviously, like you said, where does he go from here? I mean, he's come straight in with a TV title match. And he's, he's, you know, with Mr. Wright, which is um, uh, random and kiss of death-ish. Still a thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. And to no one's surprise, um, RVD picks up the win. He does pick up the win and maintains, which is always good. Um, finish off the show with an in-ring promo from Lance Storm with Tammy Ling Bitch. Oh, oh yeah, so... <laughs> Basically, I find it strange he makes a joke about <laughs> Lynn's age at this point. I thought that was quite funny. He sort of yep. made a reference to um, his age. Him being an old man, yeah. In 99, which I thought, wow, okay. So, um, basically talked about the triple threat match that was going to happen, issues of challenge, 
Spike comes out and beats him in seconds. Yeah, so he says that um, Lynn's beaten up and Whipwreck's run off to a different, signed a contract for a Fed who uh, buried the last guy who was Lance Storm's ability who, who wouldn't sign with them, which I'm assuming is WWF then, is it? Because I thought he went to W... Yeah. He goes to WCW. Then who's the guy they're talking about who didn't sign a contract and got buried? Oh, Jericho. No. I don't think. Must have been Jericho. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's he's six... You know, September 99, I think, that he does the Y2J stuff, isn't it? Yeah, because... So we're way out but this must be him starting to get on his ridiculous losing streak well yeah because they just started dropping from TV for months didn't they yeah and then just you know squashed him with Goldberg and various other things so I'm assuming they mean Jericho which which makes sense bearing in mind the history between Storm and, Lance Storm and Jericho and the Thrill Seekers yeah yeah that's weird but um, yes yeah, so he loses in seconds that's yeah I thought he must have meant WWF and and Brett, but with the refer- with the wrestling with shadows thing the other day, but um, that's that would have not been any time recent in early '99, would it? Because that was what '97. Yeah, because the documentary's just come out. Because he yeah. referenced that last week, didn't they? A week before, whatever our show last week. But um, yeah. yeah, so he referenced that. So, but Brett wasn't really. He didn't turn down. Yeah, he was. Contract. He was gone. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. Um. Yeah, we need the old observer to go along with it to find out what your news was at the time. It helped. Uh Conrad will tell us all these in jokes. Um, I don't get it. But um, uh, yeah, you know the, the 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 giant killer comes out. Yeah, the giant killer comes out, takes him out, and <sighs> that's how we end the show. Which is fair enough. Um, 10th of January 1999 episode 298 this this is basically just an hour long hype show for the pay-per-view which again in that day and age I think makes perfect sense yeah you've got one last chance like rather than just running a 30 second advert you've got one last chance to say look this is what's happened the last couple of months it's batshit crazy all of the fucking pay-per-view I swear, like, on one of them, they pretty much said, if you're a Taz fan and you want to see Taz win the belt, you want to order this pay-per-view. Yeah, Uh, and it's one of those kind of... That was the marketing thing at one point. I need to find a video. I'm sure there was a video before the pay-per-view where basically said, if you're a Taz fan... um, and you want to see Taz win the belt, this is probably the pay-per-view for you or something. I'll have to hunt it down and sort of post it. On, yeah. We'll post it on Twitter or something. But, um, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it was, um, uh, it's a hell of a show. I mean, it goes, you know, Shane Douglas all the way back to the ECW, uh, you know, the, the, the throwing down of the NWA championship and traces them all the way through. Uh, a lot about uh, Taz and and um, Douglas and Taz and Bigelow, um, including the uh, 
um, the the turn on on um, Taz and on uh, Lance Storm. Um, Joey Styles references that the triple threat's pretty much done. Uh, so uh, Bigelow's contract expired. Okay. Um, and he decided to go uh, to WCW. Um, Candido stepped away to, 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 you know, for some personal time. He doesn't think he should be back in the ring anytime soon, um, which is code for rehab. Um, and... Um, yeah, so you know he's he's the he's the last man standing, but it was always about him, and he was always the triple threat, even though he was only one of them, um, because you know it was always him and stuff, and you know he's been an impact player, and he's an impact player, and as impact players go, then he's the impact player and impact player. Um, so uh, yeah, so I mean that was basically the the Taz and uh, and um, thingy story. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's been there. It's been such a long build for this that, like I said, I'm happy they finally pulled the, the trigger in it because it, it was getting to a stage where you do sort of sit there and think, like, come on, what's going on now? Like, we, we have to pull the trigger on this event. So, yeah, the build's been there and edited. It looks good. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, anything else stand out from this show? No, I mean it's 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 if you've not watched any of the rest of it, it's a good hype video to get you excited about everything else going on. Um, you know, builds up um Tajiri super crazy, yeah. which uh feels like an interesting one to build. Uh they obviously knew they were onto something special. Um but yeah, it just was uh, a solid enough um go home video package show. Very cool. Leaning to Guilty as Charge. We get to watch next week, so you're not going to want to miss that one. It's going to be an absolute crazy um, pay-per-view special, and I'm actually buzzing to do that. But before we get there, we have to find out, Jay, what is your match of the week this week? So that first week's show had some real hot contenders. Yeah. Um, uh, the incredible match never really got started, so that one doesn't count. Um, the Taz and Sabu match was really good. Um, although I didn't like the ending, um, uh, Taz dropping the FTW championship on the second defense, I think, um, beat Bam Bam for it and then dropped it to, to, to Sabu. Um, but, um, you know, for me, the two real contenders from it were the RVD match with Balls Mahoney yeah. and the, the Tajiri match. Um, and I thought the Tajiri match was really, really good, but there is something about RVD Balls Mahoney that just brings a smile to my face. Um, so that's going to be my recommendation, RVD versus Balls Mahoney um, from the first week, the last episode of 1998 um, is uh, my one to watch. Perfect. So that's Jay's pick of the week. And obviously we'll be linking that on social media. And if you want to find us on social media and get into the discussion of Extreme, you can at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter or Instagram. That is where we are at. And we need you to get involved in the conversation. Um, tag us in all things ECW. Do whatever. We love it. We love sort of talking. 
ECW. We love talking with fans who sort of fond memories because it's, it's a cool conversation. And um, it is different to sort of look back at this day and age. So it's, it's always fun. And um, yeah, be back next yeah, week. Yeah, and uh, the, um, one of the big things that's always, that is talked about coming up to a pay-per-view is your memories of said pay-per-view. And Guilty in Charge 99 is a hell of a show. So, um, you know, it'd be really interesting to get into some conversations about, you know, what you remember of the show or your favourite bits of the show or uh, bits like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, really, really good. Great shout. I'm sure that'll be on all our social medias in the next couple of days. Obviously, whatever you comment will be read out on the show, so it's definitely worth doing for that alone. Um, thank you again. Like, subscribe, share. Always appreciated. Relive the revolution. And we're back next week for Guilty as Charge 1999. We are. So...